0: Let the show begin. Damn, y'all feeling? Oh. This is the Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. Check it out. The number one show focusing on HBCU News. Hey. With guests, Woo! entertainment, and, and surprise co-hosts. put me in an awkward situation. Now, here is your host, Ken Finesse Media.
1: Man,
2: it never gets old when that bass drop, when that explosion happens. You know, it's something new, it's something brand new. Welcome back to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. Again, as mentioned, uh, as every show, we're bringing you something brand new, HBCU, and we're also bringing you a hot finesse. So, later in this episode, I brought on my friends from the podcasting space, from Oh, That's Deep Black Women. Uh, Black Women Conversations podcast hosts Johnny and Nicole Sis, Listen, I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. It's a great time that I was able to chat with my girls, one being Miss Xavier University, so Nicole, we're bringing her back. But joining Nicole is her co-host for, again, Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations podcast. You can catch it streaming on all social media platforms or all platforms with – well, you can listen to podcasts, man. But y'all know, it's March, so we're keeping it funky. We're keeping it hot with women's. It's International Women's Day uh, this week, so having these beautiful queens on to talk about their podcasting. And also, maybe you can learn a little bit if you're thinking about starting a podcast. So, again, this week we're also spotlighting HBCU. So last week we spotlighted Xavier University because we had the queens on representing their crown. So thank you, queens, for joining me last week. We had a ball talking about all of the things that you did while attending Xavier University of Louisiana. But guess what? The HBCU of the week this week is is Xavier University of Louisiana again. And so keeping it in rolling, I've never done a back-to-back HBCU of the week, but this time I'm bringing on an individual who's going to talk about his experience not only attending Xavier University of Louisiana, but how did he do it as a reigning King as Mr. Xavier University, 1999 2000. So, talking to Blair uh, of the Blairisms. Uh, if you know Blairisms, you know they have an amazing podcast where they bring on great guests, where they're inspiring and motivating. So, check them out. But, Blair, uh, have. Uh, of the Blairism, Blair will be joining me uh, later in this episode, or coming right up to talk about his HBCU. So I cannot do this platform and do this show without giving uh, respect and owed to my sponsors. We're going to jump into a sponsorship, and this is Scott, and Scott is the CEO of Creative um, Art and that's in Chicago and Dallas. So make sure you check him out. If you're looking to get into that marching band and learning how to get your rhythms and ones and twos, he can teach you how to do it. So, Scott, man, what you got, man? Tell these people what you got going, and we'll be back with the HBCU of the
0: week. Scott, come on, bring it in. Creative Elite Arts Company, located in Chicago, Illinois, and Dallas, Texas. We're your one-stop shop for everything art. We teach all the genres of dance, instrumental, and vocal music, modeling, culinary arts, drums and drill, and so much more. Check out our website at creativeelitesartcompany.com. Like and follow us on social media outlets or call us today. 312-756-9647. Join us in our mission to change the world one child at a time. Creative Elite Arts Company. Historically black colleges and universities, commonly called HBCUs, are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principle was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week.
2: And as I say every week, and it's the truth, it's my favorite part of the show. The HBCU of the Week this week is Xavier University of Louisiana. Xavier University of Louisiana, also known as XULA, is a private historically black Roman Catholic university in New Orleans, Louisiana. It is the only Catholic HBCU, and upon its colonization of Catherine Drexel in 2000, became the first Catholic university. Uh, founded by a saint So as mentioned before We took a break I said I was coming back With the HBCU of the week But also the current uh, Or not current But the past uh, Mr. Xavier University uh, Blair uh, Didn't We'd love to welcome you To the podcast And he's also an alumni From Xavier University So make some noise For Mr. Blair From Blair is enjoying the podcast For the first time Blair what's going on guys
1: this is well, thank, you. thank you so much. It's so uh good to be here. Uh thank you, Kim, for having me. Uh uh I am it's good to be able to speak to your audience um about my experiences at HBCU. As you say, my name is Blair Dotton Haley. I'm the co founder of the Blairisms. Uh I graduated from uh, Xavier University of Louisiana, I actually attended two HBCUs before uh, graduating at Xavier. I also attended Howard University in DC. Okay. So um, I'm excited to be here tonight to to, to celebrate. And to, to talk about my Man, experience. listen,
2: Bless, thank you for coming thank on and talking me, about your experience. I had your uh, fellow alumni and also past queens of Xavier University on last week, uh, and they were talking about their experiences and then also, again, being queen, being crown queen. We had queens mm. from 1999, 1998. You may even know uh, this uh, Sister January Lewis, Dr. January Lewis. Shout out to that no, queen.
1: Ja- I absolutely yeah. know Dr. January Lewis. Absolutely. <laughs> We Absolutely. had so much That's fun man so but
2: i i follow I follow the blairisms, man. you do a great job with, with delivering great messages uh not just week out of week I you. just do it weekly. you're doing it every single day man so uh before we before we kind of get into the Thank HBCU, you. let our listeners know a little bit about
1: the blairsm so the blairisms uh is a a brand that we started. Uh, my partner Brandon and I uh in two thousand and sixteen the end of two thousand and sixteen, and we started it as a as t- us with six t shirts as a way to get out messages of inspiration, reflection laughter and um we put those messages out and to see how they would resonate, and they did, and we continued to grow and build the brand excuse me through putting out both more messages that were intended to inspire but also to uh you know the administration that we were under for the last four years and also you know black people in America have had mm-hmm. to be a part of some sort of resistance uh part of our experience And so we we launched a resistance collection uh, probably a month or two, uh, you know, the next month after we launched the brand. And so, you know, uh, we, we began to both outfit the resistance. Uh, we began to sell we, – we, we have messages that celebrate blackness. Uh, and last summer, uh, our dear sister, we call her cousin Erica Alexander, coined us brand activists because of the way that we use our brand, not only through the messages that we share, but also to help uh, progressive causes. Um, And so uh, we, last summer also in the midst of the pandemic, this is what you alluded to earlier, started what we call the Savage Chat Series, where we have actually, as of uh, tonight, had 300 guests that have come through and sat down to share their personal journeys uh, with us and give us an opportunity to lift uh, their stories and and give them their flowers while they're here. Mm -hmm. And we've been fortunate in that time, blessed, I would say, in that time to sit down with a range of, of of. the culture from April Ryan to Eric Alexander to Vanessa Williams to Dr. James West to Dr. Jessica Harris to uh, the mayor of New Orleans to the – Yeah, and Shirley Ralph was so much fun. She Uh, was so much fun. (laughs) Shirley Ralph was a blast. She was a great. I mean, yeah. she, she had. She, she was an I mean, she's one. She's an. She's Shirley Ralph. She's legendary. Right. Uh, but she legendary. Just so warm and so loving and so much fun. And yeah, she was a, a great time. A great time. And she's part of the That's family that, one of the other beautiful parts of of what uh, has unfolded or is unfolding is the community that is uh, being built uh, around just uh, just around the show. Uh, so we're we're blessed uh, that God has given us this assignment. You know, when I was a Mr. Xavier in in we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna just, talk about just, it. <laughs> years ago, I had, I I would have never imagined. Even even when Xavier honored me in 2014 on the in the inaugural 40 under 40, I would have never wow.
0: imagined
1: that just. That less than a decade later Well obviously I don't qualify for 40 under 40 anymore But um, That less than a decade later All this would be happening in my life So God is good Um, God is good That's what's up
2: So check it out you guys listen, check it out. Uh, we'll give his information. He will at the end of, of, of our chat, but definitely yes. check it out. You're doing positive things, and yes. much continued success, Thank brother. You. I'm a fan. Uh, Shout-out to my source, Sheree Nicole, who really introduced me to you all, because I was like, yeah. well, I never heard of the guys, and we shared our stage together shout- on uh, Clubhouse. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yo, shout I'm out tuned to in. Nicole. I'm such a fan.
1: We <laughs> love her. Sheree Nicole, veteran of the Savage Chat series, connected kid. with her last summer, and she is family and such a yeah. such a wonderful, such a so talented one on her yeah. own, but also so loving and giving and supportive, and and yeah, well, she's such a good she's good people, she's just good people. Yeah. Yes, she is.
2: Shout out to Zeta Five Beta. My yes. soul raw. She is so sweet. Yeah. She is. But let's yes, get back to it. Like, literally, let's get back in a day. 1999? Okay. No, it 1999 and 2000. Ooh. You were crowned, Mr. Xavier University. As I said, I had the queens uh, on. They had to pull back their memories and say, okay, Ken, I yeah. got to get this
1: together. Where
2: was I? Where yeah. were you when you got crowned, Mr. Xavier University? Uh, do you recall where were you when you got the message that you won, dude?
1: So... It was interesting is the process for being for becoming Mister and Miss at Xavier, and it's so interesting because you wouldn't likely hear this from a Miss Xavier because their process is so different than what the Misters have to do, right? Okay. So in in I would say probably one of the only. Uh, processes that I've heard of on a campus and not that I'm a historian of of Mr. and Miss uh, or pageant or, or pro Mr. and Miss uh, HBCU King Queen processes. <laughs> I'm not a historian. I promise.
0: Uh-huh. But what
1: I do know is uh, Xavier and it was it was it was interesting to me having come to having transferred from Howard where uh, everyone has a pageant. At Xavier, the, the 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 queens are elected, and the misters are have pageants, and okay. the queens are elected, and the the queens positions, and this was always a this was always a, a point of contention at Xavier, interestingly enough, because the the king the the Mister Xavier position was the ceremonial one. And the Miss mm-hmm. Xavier position actually had student, like had responsibilities, had you know actually impact, had actual impact. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. what that was part of the that part of the process of becoming Miss Xavier. You had to have a platform, you had to campaign, you had to get people, you had to get people to vote for you. I became a Mister by winning a pageant. <laughs> I just was very involved on campus, and I just also was very involved in in and around the campus. But I became a mm-hmm. a, a mister by winning a pageant uh, that I prepared for. Okay. And so so you, they, do right they,
2: it, it, you do right away. You do right away. There was yeah, no they, election, you, you
1: ballots ballot, and the whole thing. Right you mean, just – That's right. It's completely different. It's a very different process because mm-hmm. I can imagine, uh, especially – um uh during that time and i don't know like i said i don't i'm not sure i'm sure the 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 pro, the election processes have gotten especially in the social media days i'm sure they are the the stories yeah are they got the TikToks and everything <laughs> oh i can only imagine what is happening these days with the elections and with with the with the kind of the processes to become but there was a, i mean that, that, those were some serious elections you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and those were folks, so, and, and that, I, I kind of think in retrospect, honestly, that kind of dodged a little bit of the, so there was a lot of fervor, I will say, around becoming Miss Xavier, you know, and because of that process of being elected and voting and ballots and all of the things. That go with voting. I mean, we we're in a time in history where that's a thing, right? Where we're talking about voter, all the all of the things that go with voting, and so um, yeah, I, we I want a pageant, and my pageant was uh, in September. So they hold the pageants uh, in September, so that homecoming, you know, that they know all of the the misters for homecoming, and the theme of our pageant was Where in the world is Mister Xavier? <laughs> and they gave us a country they gave us each a country that we had to represent and i represented france they gave i had france to represent and so okay. i did my intro in french and then in english uh and then for my talent uh i did a dramatic uh i guess you could say interpretation or recitation of uh an excerpt from the keynote address at the Million Man March.
0: Sweet, sweet, and sweet, sweet. That was
1: my talent and I also sang and uh, you know, I won the pageant. That's what's up. That's what's up. Crown so Mr. Xavier so University So that's my Mr. Xavier that's my Crown Mr Xavier. So shout out to uh Nia Johnson uh who was my Miss Xavier uh for nine nine in two thousand.
2: The nine nine two thousand you took me back just
1: said it just 9-9 that way 2000. <laughs> yeah.
2: the nine yeah, nine two thousand man
1: Queen Doctor you say what was Nia Johnson she's a doctor I'm sorry I, yeah Doctor Nia Johnson I'm sorry Doctor Nia she Johnson shout Dr. out Dr. to her she man Doctor Nia Johnson what I love about the HBCUs is that
2: there's doctors there's lawyers there's all type of folk uh, in all every types. sort of industry. Right, so having a yes. podcast is such a great space because I get to talk to all these different types of talents, and I get to learn. Yes. So while you were on campus, Blair, what was your major?
1: I was a political science major, uh, okay. political science and sociology. You know, Xavier uh, is known for being the number one uh, institution in the country, HBCU or otherwise, to, have, to send African Americans to medical school. It is the number one producer of doctor of black doctors in the country, and uh, I was because I'm a social scientist. um, A lot of times, people don't don't recognize that there are other extremely strong programs uh, of study Mm. at Xavier, and uh, so I came to Xavier. Uh, transferring from Howard's political science department, fell in love with Howard's, uh, Xavier's political science department, uh, ended up going into uh, changing my major, my minor into sociology, and loved the uh, experience that I had in that department at Xavier and uh, ended up finishing in political science and sociology.
2: That's what's up, man. Xavier's a fun time. I've only been on the campus for like 30 seconds when I was down in New Orleans mm-hmm. for the Mardi Gras of course, right? So, I'm on campus, course, yeah. at Xavier, and I got some of my uh, Fred brothers on campus that I'm, you know, meeting, and they're like, yo, we have a curfew, and I'm like, wait, a curfew? And as my listeners know, I attended a historical black college, I would be, I think even, maybe so, I would be now curious, because it seems like everyone wants to know about the HBCU experience, so I'll probably still want to mm-hmm. know, but me being a product of an HBCU, I was very uh, unfamiliar with the curfew rule. So Xavier, I understood mm-hmm. it's like this Christian Catholic University is I it's spelled out to mm-hmm. you all so eloquently at the top. So I understood yeah. it, but it's a very beautiful campus, man. I love the cafeteria because you can yeah. like see the whole cafeteria from the outside with the glass windows and such. So beautiful campus. Yeah, that's very
1: Okay, that's new? That's okay. You, <laughs> oh yeah, that's one of the things that the, the folks who were there in the 9-9 in 2000, we say we kind of, we kind of, uh, well, many of us appreciate the sacrifice that we have made. Hopefully, the the folks who are <laughs> the, the students who are there now enjoy and appreciate the sacrifice that we made. From. That they are able to enjoy such a beautiful yep. space to eat, such a, such wonderful options to eat, the whole all of that, mm-hmm. all of that. Y'all have the Wednesday
2: catfish Fridays and chicken wing Wednesday too, I, huh? Listen. I'm not <laughs> even
1: going into what was going on when we were there.
2: <laughs> but I'll ask I'm you, why you, were there, why, you on, yeah. uh, why you were there uh, on campus, but I will ask you, what was that moment or do you remember the moment when you said to yourself, yes, I made the right decision by attending Xavier University? Because you went to Howard, yeah. and now you're at, at, yeah. at Xavier. So what was the moment at Xavier again, I ask, that you, you know, yeah. that aha moment is over like the it where you go, damn it, man, this is it. This is why I suppose a- it wasn't
1: long after I got there because when I the first professor that I ended up taking in the department, Dr. Pamela Waldron Moore, she is still there mm. at Xavier. It was her first her my first semester at Xavier was her first semester at Xavier, and I was in her very first class the very first semester. So our very first classes together, and. In her class, that that very fir- those that very first week, I realized she was someone who I was intended to learn from, and mm. I was sold on the fact that it, my journey had it. That was a part of what helped me settle into. This was part of the journey that I just needed to. Uh, accept and and that there was a purpose that and there who I had no idea at that moment even even feeling that then had no idea mm-hmm. what was going to unfold uh, from meeting her, from learning from her, from her being a part of my life um, and she's still a part of my life uh, so Dr. Pamela yeah. Warren more is the answer to your question. Uh. full stop. Full stop. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: No.
2: no, that's Uh-oh. serious. That's serious. I, I've said this story before, so I don't want to bore my listeners with it, but I would tell you, like, that's it for me. Like, me, for me, it was, it was Dr. Buckingham and, and, and God rest soul she in her transition mm-hmm. recently. But yeah. Dr. Buckingham, dude, when I was pledging, I she wrote my recommendation and she mm-hmm. told me to come to the house to get the recommendation that she wasn't bringing her butt mm-hmm. on campus that day. She had called off on mm-hmm. sick a sick day, whatever we doing, we taking breaks right. But she's like, hey, right. you got to come get this recommendation. And I'm I get home. I'm like, okay. Came out with a gown. and What I love about, I love still about HBCUs and listen to people tell their stories, Blair, is that everybody had this commonality that the teachers was there and they were accessible. And it's just that education with a personal touch for me. And so that's, that's what right. I, I love about my, it's my about my HBCUs and and Xavier. It's not a huge school. I mean, it's much smaller than Howard, but it's you know, or, or smaller than Howard, but it's that community. It's the bond. No matter if you're at a Howard, or if you're at a, at a Morehouse,
1: or right. if you're at a Livingston College. Yeah, go ahead, Blair. Yeah, no, I was just saying there was the same sense of there was the same community at Howard there's the same accessibility of professors yep. I, you know I could list off a bunch of professors at Howard that I and that I'm still connected with that I still you know that mm-hmm. I that I, were meaningful to my journey Dr. Janine Peacher comes to immediately to mind um there's you know so I that that is agreed that is I think one of the things about the HBCU experience that is so special is this this, mm-hmm. this idea of community, no matter how big or small the school is, that we all are invested in everybody succeeding in a different way yeah. because of because of how and why HBCUs even exist? There you go, there that's you why, go. And I saying we're invested because of how why they even exist?
2: yeah from the inception from the inception exactly. it was with the show's right. intention that we make sure that we as a community then bonded together, and even with the Greeks that's and whatnot. Right. I reference that because that's a that's a community within the community, and it's just so damn yes. great, man. So I love yes. my HBCU, but my final question, Blair, and I ask this yes. to every HBCU current student and alum that joined for this segment for the HBCU of the Week. Shout out to Xavier University of Louisiana, but I ask,
1: yes.
2: what do you say in response, Blair, to those people that are saying to you that your HBCU experience is minute, or it doesn't matter, because the, HB, because the experience that you receive, or the education that you receive at the PWI is far greater.
1: Well, I mean, well, here here's what I would always here's what I would say. One, I always because you hear that stuff. I mean, Nathan. I think. When I, of course, I hear that stuff. When I, when I, when I hear those kinds of things, one you consider the source of that, right? And what, what is considered greater? What do you mean by greater? If, I, if we are talking about the what is able to be accomplished in the world based on your education, based on what you actually know, right? And not based on a system that has prioritized certain. Uh, certain institutions over others, right? There's a difference between whether or not you know something uh, and whether or not you went to a school that people have, that people prioritize. Just because you went to Yale doesn't mean you know anything more or better than somebody who went to Howard. And so, I mean, there are a myriad of examples of people
2: who blood, We gotta to get to
1: claps on that, Blair. You just, uh, just slap institutions that. <laughs> that 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 have prestigious names that don't know don't. I'm not gonna swear, that that don't know that don't know much, and that haven't produ- that aren't able to produce much. But I mean, what I will say is, you know, right now we have a. Uh, uh, the first black woman to be the vice president from an HBCU
0: right.
1: and so there you go. You know they are that part. There are examples uh, myself included of people who have gone to HBCUs. I mean, I went to an all black high school as well who are, who are able to do well in the world, um, and you know, I think it's um, foolish. I think it's not only foolish, it is another function of white supremacy, uh, this conversation uh, that is being – the fact that this conversation is even a conversation is another function of white supremacy, which is another function of why – another reason why HBCUs even
0: exist. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's exactly right. Spot
2: on. It's, It's certainly spot on. And so I ask that question consistently because the answer is often different. Uh, because I, I I think from even as we as we mentioned our experiences are most of the time similar, but that response there is often different, man. So Blair, I thank you so much for for being able to uh, step on and represent Xavier thank University of
1: Louisiana Boy, you're you welcome, for You're welcome, man. For, for a second thank time, you what these you, thank you for these queens are coming. For what you are doing, thank you for what you are doing to lift stories uh, and highlight. HBCUs and showing that H, and and really giving the the due to HBCU specifically that they deserve. Thank you for what you're doing. Brother. Absolutely, and we have to have you on our absolutely. Way.
2: Listen, and that was my segue. Get out of my head, because as much as you as uh, as much as you mentioned about the Blazers and people want to know much about that, I want to extend that invite. I'll say it. You, you started it, but I'll say it first. Blazers, man, come on the podcast season four, please. These people need to know how you inspire, reflect, and just get people laughing, man. So can y'all please I come on? Can you squeeze on. me in? We I'm a little old person on the podcast. You know, I ain't as we big as y'all, but y'all can come on and give me a little Look what they said. Get God a little of your time.
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> we would love to come on and and talk to you about. Tell credit man. Um, come on man. I sure so will. Give we me a little you alls and, time and, and, and <laughs> tell your and and uh, your listeners can find us on Instagram at the t h e dot uh, like a just a dot Blairisms b l a i r i s m s the Blairisms. And you can find how this. You can shop the, all the But the link to our, our store and everything about us is in our bio on Instagram. And the show, the Savage Chat series, is Monday through Friday. Uh, we got some exciting people coming. Uh, some old school folks speaking of the 99 and 2000. Carl Thomas is coming. Karen White is coming. Sweet, hey, my Aurora, uh, Illinois,
2: bro. All right, all right, Aurora, Illinois. Yes, sir, Carl Thomas. Sir.
1: Yes sir. That's right. So we are excited about uh you know, what's 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 next. We're excited about what's next. That's what's up, man. So
2: mister Mr., Mr. Blair Dotton Haley Mr. Xavier University, sure. 1999, uh, 2000. Thank you so much, brother, for joining the podcast. Thank I'll you, see you in the second pa- second uh, half of this year, uh, joining the podcast uh, with your partner Brandon. Yes. Bring your hubby on, man. We want to give love to y'all on this podcast because wait. believe me, you y'all finessed in the motherfucking game, and you need to be on the second half of the show. We're talking about how you finessed it, how y'all got to where y'all at because y'all are doing it, well, man. It. Assess, it, man, and I respect it. Much continued success, man, and I'll be supporting. And thank you, Brandon. And uh, Xavier Brandon. University, and I'm sorry, not Xavier University, but Xavier, uh, yeah, University of Louisiana, brother, thank you for uh, representing the university so well. I got your queens coming up. They got their crowns sitting up looking very pretty, so yeah. I'm going to get ready shout to tap to, into this interview with these queens.
1: Shout-out to my, sister, my, Xavier, my Xavier Wright sisters who are coming on behind me, so I, shout, uh, who are coming on after me. Shout-out to them. Yes. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well,
2: Blair, man, thank you so much for joining the podcast. You take it easy. If it's too easy, don't take
1: it. You <laughs> All right, have a good All right man.
2: You've been listening to uh, this HBCU Week with Xavier University uh, past King, uh, Blair Dotton Haley. And coming up next is the feature for this episode, episode 24, Black Women Podcasting, And I cannot wait for you guys to listen to the things that we talked about uh, with, the, with these girls. So here we go. It's time for another episode of the Finesse Media Podcast, season three. This here we
3: go, is ladies. the Finesse
0: Media Podcast, season three.
3: Black woman, beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women.
0: Oh, that's deep. Black women conversations.
2: So let's get this thing started Welcome back another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3 I'm your host Ken Finesse Media And as I mentioned right before the break I got more finesses on this time Somebody and some ladies that's from the same uh, circle That I am a part of Which is podcasting space So having this opportunity to chat with other podcasters Is a great moment But also this is March and we're celebrating women still So we're going to keep this thing rolling Shout out to the Xavier Queens That joined us last week But this episode is and and she's already shouting out because she's coming back again welcome to the finesse media podcast for the first time the host of the podcast oh that's deep welcome to the podcast host nicole and co-host johnny what's going on ladies hey ken man
3: listen, hey listen,
2: nicole i told you we cousins and so you back again <laughs> <laughs> back again Join i'm back for, for more And Johnny Queen, how you doing? Happy women's month.
0: Thank
4: you. I'm doing great. How are you?
2: I'm very well, man. So happy to talk with y'all and, and to really let people know about your podcast because meeting y'all a couple of what feels like a year ago, but it was a few months ago on Clubhouse, which we'll get into, but I want to jump right into it so people can know about your, your platform, your podcast, oh that's, oh that's Deep. Tell our listeners about the podcast, Oh That's Deep. What is that about?
3: Hi, I'm Janine, and I'm Nicole, and this is Oh, That's Deep,
4: Black Women Conversations. No, this is not the real thing yet. It's coming, I promise. It's a process. We just wanted to take a moment to tell you about the podcast and how it came to be. We are two college friends that have been on our grind, building our legacies for the past two decades. And because of that, we lost touch. But one day we reconnected. Nicole, how do we reconnect?
3: Remember the Katie virtual brunch? Remember me, Sonia, you,
4: Melissa, Cherie, Roe? We all did a virtual brunch, the Katie crew. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's when we realized that we not only had a lot to talk about, but we had so much in common. And honestly, Nicole, I was really surprised. Why? I mean, Nicole, I'm in media and marketing, and I literally got into this field because no one dies if I screw up. Nicole, you literally save lives for a living.
3: Well, anyway, we realized that no matter how different our lives may be, there are so many things that we have in common. Nicole,
4: sure. you want to go. So, first? <laughs> so
3: um, Johnny and I um met at Xavier University of, of Louisiana. Shout out to XU once again. Um uh, we met freshman year of college. We were in uh Katie, the Katie dorm, which is uh St. Catherine Drexel dorm. And if you're if you're familiar with Xavier, there's Saint Joe and there's Katie. And so um I don't know if you were in Katie or Saint Joe, Johnny. I have I don't remember. I was in Katie. Okay, so Katie I was in 64. Katie too. and i I room uh, my roommate was a mutual friend of ours, and that's how I met Johnine. And it's also how I reconnected with Janine through our mutual friends. And because the pandemic was there and we were going through all these things and we were stuck in the house, um, we basically all linked up and had a brunch initially just to basically, catch up to see what we've been doing over the past 20 years and vented and out of that we were like man we talk like every day we should start a podcast (laughs) and so we started a podcast oh that's deep black women conversations to talk about everything that plagues us, right what we see on the media what we're dealing with with the pandemic um, our husbands and how stubborn they are and so anything you can think about that we go through on a day-to-day basis is what we talk about on the podcast
2: Sweet, sweet. And how did you guys come up with this name, Oh, That's Deep? Because you guys do, you know, dive deep into, you know, topics, you know, particularly about women topics and everything about, you know, social, you know, content. But how did you guys come up with the top or with the title?
4: Um. So Nicole and I brainstormed for a while, and we brainstormed with our mutual friend that we have been discussing, and – we kept, you know, throwing things around. And then literally one morning, my husband woke up and was like, how about you call it Oh, That's Deep? Because we kept throwing around the concept of Black women talk, Black women conversation. So we had that part. But we just didn't have the the Oh, That's Deep part. So he was like, how about Oh, That's Deep? So I picked up the phone. I think it was like eight o'clock in the morning, and I'm, which is seven o'clock Nicole's time. And I'm like, Nicole, what do you think about this? And she was like, I like it. And I was like, there's the name. And we were done.
2: Yeah, and that's pretty cool You know, having a friend to be your co-host You know, I kind of miss my co-host From from previous seasons Because doing it, it's a lot of fun Because you get to bounce off ideas And if there's a guest on, you know You two kind of can rally around the guests And ask different questions from different points of views Because my co-hosts have always been women So shout out to the women's continuing to say that But what do you guys think about being co-hosts? What are some disadvantages Or I would say advantages, first off Of having a co host
3: advantage is you always have somebody to bounce ideas off of right so you don't have to have a guest on every week because you always have somebody to have a conversation with you can um, have you bounce ideas off your co-host so you come together to think of different topics to discuss um, you're both looking out for what's going on in the media or on your timeline um, so it's basically just more of a collaboration and more of like somebody else to help man everything. Um, mm-hmm. If you're by yourself, you have to do all your social media by yourself, You all your interviews by yourself, come up with all your content by yourself. So um, it is a difference. And it, seeing that I host a podcast by myself versus the one I host with Janine, it, it is a,
4: a huge difference. Mm-hmm.
2: And Janine, what do you think that are the, or has been the advantage of having, you know, Dr. Plenty by your side, giving you not only medical advice, but also giving you some support in, you know, whatever the topic is that you guys are discussing.
4: (laughs) Right. Aside from her saving my life, literally she saved my life (laughs) since we started the podcast. No exaggeration. She literally saved my life. I was in the hospital and she saved my life. So I will put that out there. That's probably the biggest benefit. Wow. But aside from that, nicole spoke on it our social media like social media literally is a job in and of itself and it's actually it works out really well because nicole loves pinterest and loves facebook and i (laughs) am okay with the two but that's not my favorite i'm more of an instagram and twitter kind of girl so we literally are able to split up our social media and nicole does the facebook for the most most part and Pinterest for the most part. And then I do Twitter and our IG for the most part. So that, and in addition to it, you know, it's often, you think that when you do a podcast that you'll have an, a limitless amount of ideas, right? Like the ideas will just keep flowing and flowing. But when you think about it every week, you're like, wait, what did I just talk about? Wait, how many times have we talked about COVID? Wait, is there something new? Is this even interesting? All of those ideas that go through your head that you can't really determine like, Should I do this? Should I not do this? You have someone literally there to say, "Hmm, Janine, that's a terrible idea. Oh, yeah, I like that. So usually when we touch and agree on something, it comes out and it works out really well. And then if one of us is kind of like a little skeptical, we kind of veer away from it and then maybe come back to it and figure that out. So it helps. It really helps with the creative process to have a co-host.
0: That's what's
2: up, and I know that, you know, the advantages certainly continue to make your podcast grow, but what are some disadvantages that you guys have, but I want to kind of put a twist there to not make it seem negative, because what are the disadvantages of having a co-host, but what have been the growing pains through those disadvantages that you were able to overcome?
3: Hmm. I guess when we say disadvantages, it's, I mean, you have two people, right? So you have two people. So you have to touch and agree. Like you can't just like say, Oh, the podcast is going to do X, Y, and Z. Well, no, you only got one half of the podcast. (laughs) So you have to go and find, talk to the other half of the podcast to make sure Mm -hmm. that you touch and agree on that. So it is being very conscious of, it's not just one person, right? Mm -hmm. You have to represent both people when you're doing something, and if even if it's an interest of one person, if the other person is not interested in that, then it's a no go. So that that is one uh, of the growing things that we have to learn. And then the other thing is schedule, right? So if there's an opportunity that comes to be like on your podcast, we have to get on everybody's schedule. So of course, the more people you have involved, um, the harder it is sometimes to collaborate schedules. So mm-hmm. if there were six of us on this podcast, we may may we not may not be here tonight. <laughs> um, it may have been a schedule.
2: Two part series. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. So. So that that's like
2: pretty much the thing I think. No, I I totally understand that. And so what I want to know is because people who are watching and listening right. to us, and and you know, and we'll certainly listen to all oh, that deep podcast. We'll give all that information out later in the episode on how you can listen to these ladies. But what are your? Um, what are your thoughts about people who are looking to start a podcast? Earlier part of this month, March the first, I started a workshop where I help people to start and grow their podcast. You know, with no money and no equipment because it can be done. But what is your take, Janine? I'm going to ask you this question: What's your take on those people that's kind of hesitant to start a podcast because they think they need the money, they think they need a certain you know amount of equipment? Uh, so, what's your thought and, and advice to those people that want to start a podcast?
4: Okay. So the first thing that I would say is make sure that starting a podcast is really what you want to do, because this is a long game, right? Like you're not going to start a podcast and it's going to be a hit overnight. Um, I mean, there are, you know, special cases of, you know, that happening, but I doubt it. And a podcast is a lot of work. You know, it's not just, you know, opening the mic and starting to talk. There's planning, there's pre-show, there's after the show, there's social media, there's a lot that you have to do, there's marketing for the podcast, there's a lot that you have to do so you don't really need the money I would not say that money or equipment should be something that stops you because you can. if you have a phone, you can record a podcast, right, and you mm-hmm. can have it sound decent um, what you need is the passion like you need to be passionate about it and you need to, to remember your why because you know, you can buy all of the fancy equipment and, you know, be off to a start, but pod podcast burnout is real. And, you know, you're midway into your first season and you're like, Oh my goodness, this is a lot of work, especially if you're doing everything yourself. And then oftentimes people are like, "Mm, this might not be what I want to do. And the passion that they had for the topic that they were discussing kind of fizzles out. So I would just say have the passion and understand that it's a long game. The equipment and, you know, and all of the software and technology, I mean, it, literally, if you have Zoom and a phone, you can you can record a podcast. You don't need all of the fancy equipment, but yeah. you really, really do need the passion. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, and consistency. I, I think that is, is is definitely the denominator for kind of life, right? So whatever you're doing, if you're consistent, Absolutely. it will rise at the top. And I find that a lot of podcasting uh, or podcasters just aren't consistent. If you're going to put out an episode every Wednesday, make sure you put that episode out every Wednesday, because uh, people are going to, uh, you know, be anticipating it. And the moment that you don't give or deliver it, they're gone. Like. The butterfly comes past their face; they're chasing it. So it's like you have to make sure that you make you know make contact consistently with your audience and continue to put out content. Continue to put out content, you know, even if it's not an episode. And so, if it's replaying stuff, I think a lot of times people kind of start uh, promoting and then they never go back and, and recycle some of that old content because, as we know, was what. what the social media, you know, platforms, the algorithm works against you. So they probably never saw it. So it's probably the first time somebody has have saw something. So um, Dr. Plenty, Nicole, anything on the, you know, advice of giving people uh, that want to start a podcast, any advice?
3: Um, I would definitely go with the consistency. I mean, if you were working a full-time job, you have to set aside time, to do this every single week. Um, For me, I have a lot of hats that I wear. So if we're going to record at a certain time, like I'm not deviating from that specific time. Um, It has to be very, very much planned, um, consistent, because what you don't want to do is start doing a podcast and then you're doing all this stuff for your podcast and then you get fired from your job like make sure you (laughs) are tight on everything and make sure that you're structured and make sure that you're not letting other things in your life slide Mm -hmm. um for for the podcast or or vice versa so it's all about balance and making sure you're structured
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No, that's ab- absolutely correct. Half of the key work-life balance needs to apply. Still in the podcasting realm, time management still has to apply, you know, in your in your professional realm because most of us, you know, podcasting, you don't get a dime on it. And we can talk about monetizing and, and those types of things, but for people that's just getting started, make sure that you get the time management thing together. You're absolutely correct. I only record at a certain time. I don't care what day it is, but I only record at a certain time. And so when you guys are doing your podcast, That's a lot of fun. You're having different guests on. I know for me, I have a ton of people that I can tell you who I had a good time with. But I'll ask you, uh, Nicole, who has been that favorite guest? Because you guys, you know, powered out together. But those moments when you do have a guest on, who has been that guest for you that you most remember?
3: Well, you know, I feel like we have a lot of memorable guests. Um, I think that the one that I was like, ooh, um, probably be I'm a pound cake um, because she's just like very much so like her, her spirit just sort of takes over anything that she's on and she has a huge personality and she sets up with such confidence and she's very convicted. So um, I, she definitely is one of my... Uh, most memorable
2: people on the podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Janine, who has been your guest favorite guest?
4: Wow. Well, I don't want to say favorite because I think they've all been great in their own ways, but um I would say that same episode, I my my most memorable guest is Brandy because and I think it's because since the, well, not even since the podcast. She's always been flourishing, but since the podcast, she's made a huge move over to Essence. So she's at Essence magazine now. So it's kind of like, oh my god, we had her on the podcast before. She was like huge. <laughs> I mean, she literally met Oprah, right? So like, Sweet. I I think that I'm just excited for her for her career and where she's going more than anything. But like, I think she's the one that I follow the most. Mm-hmm. I'm just you know super proud of her. So. But I don't think I have a favorite. Like, I don't think that I have a favorite guest. I think they've all been super, super amazing.
2: No, that's super cool. But I'll tell you my favorite moment then since you guys, or Janine, you didn't have a favorite. I'll tell you my favorite moment is meeting you two okay. uh, on Clubhouse. My goodness, today. Let me tell y'all. My favorite. <laughs> and not y'all that's here you know, in the virtual space with me, but y'all who's watching and listening. I met these queens on the space of Clubhouse, and I'll tell you, Clubhouse has literally changed my life and helped me uh, in my podcasting space in terms of learning and unlearning certain things. And so, how are you guys? And I'll ask you nicole first how are you kind of adding clubhouse in with your podcasting because some say clubhouse may be taking over the podcasting space so even if you care to kind of add to that or, or speak on that but how has clubhouse benefited you and as being a podcaster
3: you know, it's funny because, um, like, Janine will tell you, like, I am not really big on social media. I I actually, like, do not like social media. I post a lot on social media. I like to scroll through it, but I am not, like, one that's like, oh, my God, I got to get on social media to find out about my life. Um, So so with one more thing, because Janine was like, oh, there's this thing called Clubhouse. I'm like, oh, one more thing. Um, but I will say... From Clubhouse, I don't get on it a lot. When I get on it, I learn a lot about, like, stocks and bonds and, like, cryptocurrency and stuff like that. And I think those type of talks are awesome. But I have been invited to a lot of, like, medical talks um, about infertility and fibroids and things like that. So I think I've done, like, four or five of those talks now. And I've always gotten to meet other people. And so I think that's been more beneficial Probably for me with pregnancy pearls podcast as opposed to oh that's deep, um, because I'm always asked to do like something medical if that if that makes sense. Um, but it's great. I mean, it's a great networking tool. You get to talk to people and, and meet them, which is a little different than you would on Instagram. I mean, you yeah. get pictures. You you know that you have a friend in Instagram when they re- reshare your stuff and they you reshare theirs. <laughs> that's right? the validation.
2: Like, oh, that's a is validation my, card. This is my
3: yeah, friend, right? Um, but but on Clubhouse you actually get to talk to them, and interact with them, and and you now know, like, I actually click with this person. Mm -hmm. So um, I do think that Clubhouse is cool. I like the fact that it's audio only, and I don't have to do my hair, I don't have to do my makeup. I can just come (laughs) as my authentic self to Clubhouse, give my little two cents, and then I can quietly peace
2: out and leave. I love the leave quietly thing. (laughs) I love leave quietly. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny, how has Clubhouse benefited you as a podcaster?
4: Wow. Um, I think that it's it helps you meet people that have your same interest, right? Like, you know, with every other social media, it's kind of like they're your friends and then they grow from your friends or something that you see on their page that you like, but it doesn't necessarily have that personal connection like Nicole was mentioning. Whereas with Clubhouse, the topic of conversation is the title of the room, right? So you know when you walk into the room or go into the room that the person is going to be interested in at least the topic of conversation, right? And then it's really it's always really fascinating where the conversation goes from the initial topic. But I think that it, you know, it allows us to meet people and it allows us to meet people like you, other creatives who are are, you know, on this same journey that we're on that can say oh well maybe you should do this or try this like one of the recommendations that we got on clubhouse was to try Squadcast, which we tried it a couple of times and it was okay and then all of a sudden it crashed on us one day and we were like we're not doing this anymore we're going back to the tried and true right but it gives you ideas of things that you can try um things that you might not have known like it helps me a lot with the social media algorithms like there are certain things that I know that if I post I'll get a, a bunch of lives because I can kind of navigate the algorithm now, whereas before I was on the what we can now consider the old social media algorithm for Instagram. So it's things like that that keep you abreast of what's going on that helps. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, Clubhouse is one of those places. It's you know I kind of say that it's like a, a focus group for free, right? Like you get to see what people are interested mm-hmm. in and what they're talking Absolutely. about. And it's absolutely free. So those are the kinds of things that, you know, Clubhouse, I think, are really good for.
2: Yeah. The gyms, it's free, right? They drop in gyms. Oh, my God. I'm so You're sick of that.
4: In, I right? have never <laughs>
2: – it feels like I have never said the word respectfully this many times in my life. Uh, tap in. <laughs> all this right? link. i I'm like, who am I turning into? So, oh, my God, Clubhouse. So you guys are on Clubhouse. is helping you grow your podcast. You're having great and amazing guests on Old That's Deep. But what's next for Old That's Deep? What is the goal for the platform, the podcast?
4: Nicole? You're on many you different platforms.
2: But what is the goal um for the podcast? Well, I think
4: –
3: Oh, that's deep. Our goal is to like reach as many people as we possibly can. We want people to feel comfortable in our space. We want people to join the conversation. Um, we will eventually host conferences. We will travel. We will bring the podcast on the road. So we want to reach our people. We want more friends of the podcast. We want all of you watching to follow the podcast. <laughs> go and subscribe and listen to the podcast.
2: <laughs> no, go do that right now. Go so do
4: it right now. After this right
2: episode.
0: Then you go do it. <laughs> matter of fact,
4: pause this episode, go and like, subscribe, rate us, all of that, and then come back and you'll get more of us.
2: There you go, you? there you go.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, so I love it. So again, just wrapping this thing up and it's women's month. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you guys something about, you know, being a woman and I have no idea what that is, but I will tell you, man, um, each and every week on the episode of Finesse Media Podcast, I ask my finesses, and that's you, who's finessing the game. But because it's women's month, women's international month, I'm going to kinda change it up. So as we're celebrating all things women, can you tell me who's that woman for you Nicole, that's personally or professionally uh, finessing the game. What woman you for know you?
3: What? We don't like to brag on ourselves, but you know what? It's Women's History Month, there and I'm going we finessing the game, Ken. We are finessing the game. We are, we are. Oh, uh, that's deep is amazing. And if you're not on Oh That's Deep, you need to get on Oh That's Deep, and you need to subscribe. So I would say we're finessing the game in our marriages, in our careers, in the podcast world. Yeah,
2: we I can toot our home. I did it. I, I definitely agree. I, I definitely agree. Um <laughs> I, I definitely agree. Janine, what woman for you personally or professionally that's f- finessing the game?
4: Wow. There's a lot of women finessing the game. It Nicole sure already N- Nicole already said us. Um but you know what? It's women's history month and this is something that I'm super proud of because she's a black woman and she's making change in the world. Ethiopia yesterday was named the CEO of Motown Records, and she is finessing the game like no other, right? She's the chairwoman and CEO of Motown Records. So I'll say her. She is really finessing
2: the game. Dope, dope, dope. Well, that's what's up, man. And I'll definitely go back and say this, what Nicole said. Y'all are definitely finessing the game. I thank you so much for joining the Finesse Media Podcast Season 3 and joining me on this episode to talk about all things podcast. And people need to keep up, subscribe, like, share, the whole bit, and let these people know how they can do it. Nicole or Janine. Y'all both finessing the game to me I don't care who give it out Just (laughs) give it out to the
4: people The easiest way is to go to www which everybody knows that part But oh that's deep BWC for black women conversations Dot com so it's oh that's Deep BWC dot com And you can listen to us There you can write us there You can follow us on social media there You can rate us there you can subscribe Everything you need to do it's right there
2: Oh that's deep
4: All right. BWC.com.
2: You've been listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Ladies, thank you so much for joining this podcast. And I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. And I'll see you next week with something brand new. Peace.
3: Hey, friends. I know that you guys are listening to Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations. And if you're not, you should be. But also, tune in to Pregnancy Pros with me, Dr. Plenty. You can find me on any platform you listen to, podcasts. Week. <laughs> so tell me, man, what you wanna do? Hey, you make me think.
0: another edition of the Finesse Media Podcast. Join us again next week for the latest news from HBCU's special guest and co-host, Rob. Thank you for listening to the Finesse Media Podcast. <laughs> Thank you.